The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus and your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a phenomenal football Friday. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is You Better You Bet, and it is you here with us on the BetQL Network. Really fun first hour of the show. Great conversation with our pal Will Brinson, mostly on uh, Joe Flacco and comeback player of the year. Little Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year as well, after the Browns beat the Jets last night, 37-20. to 20. And we got a badass three hours of the show coming your way here. Wagertainment here on the BetQL Network on a Friday. Uh, Colin Wilson joins us in 20 minutes from the Big Bets on Campus podcast, giving us his bets for college football bowl games and the national semifinals on Monday. We're going to get into our playoff sim at the end of the hour if the NFL season ended today, which it doesn't. But if it did, what would the matchups be? We'll also kind of say, hey, if X and Y happened in the last two weeks, the matchups would be this. Then what would we do? And this is, you know, it's for us to do because we like it and it helps us make, you know, get our plans in order, what we're going to do to bet on the playoffs. But it's for you also, dear listener and dear viewer, to get it kind of ahead of the matchups that we're very likely to see coming up in just a couple weeks now in the National Football League playoffs. For those of you watching the show on YouTube and Twitch, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports and twitch.tv backslash BetQL, now is the time to type in the chat. Our pal Alex is combing through the chats right now. Your favorite football bet for Lions-Cowboys? any of the games on Sunday or the college semifinal games on Monday. Your favorite football bet for the holiday weekend, the reason why you like it, and Ken and I will talk about it coming up in hour number three of the show. Shout you out and talk about your bet. So get those bets in in the YouTube and the Twitch chats. 
Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight and our bets for Week 17 in the NFL. Joining us right now, though, to kick off the fun and frivolity, hour number two here on a Friday, is our friend Sam Paniotovich from Nesson, Fox Sports, and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sam is on Twitter, at SP Shoot. We love having Sammy on the show. My friend, welcome back. It's Nick and Ken. Hope you had a really Merry Christmas with the family in Chicago. Um, an early Happy New Year to you and yours. How's it going? Going well. We're just betting Panthers plus 180 at a bar in Chicago as we get the Trevor Lawrence news. So even when you're off, you're never really off, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I was, we, we go to break. It's like, oh, <laughs> Nick goes, how hurt do you think Lawrence is if he's not going to play? And I go, man, the bottom is just going to fall out of this thing. Looks like we've kind of stabilized it like Jags between three and a half and four in most places uh, at home against the Panthers. On, so I, I, to Sam's point, like, Kind of got to be on 24-7 if you want to bet into some of the stuff and, and maybe get the best of the number. Sam, I know you have kind of a, a mix of NFL and college bets that you want to talk about. So it's a busy weekend in sports, obviously. Maybe kind of go chronological here. Saturday night, tomorrow night, uh, a standalone NFL game. Only one game this Saturday as opposed to the last couple. Uh, 8-15 Eastern, Cowboys hosting the Lions. Uh, this open six, saw some Detroit money come in early in the week. Now kind of like five, five and a half. Um, with the uh, you know Lions obviously off the clinching of the division and Jared Goff crying and all that stuff. Total 52. Uh, what do you like in that game, Detroit at Dallas? I have always, always been very aware of these very public underdogs that are good teams catching bigger numbers. And, and I understand, you know, guys are going to take six. That's, that's their prerogative. The guys that bet numbers and not teams are always going to take six, right? And uh, now you can lay a five if you have that option. But mostly, let's just call it five and a half, Dallas. I was impressed with the way that they bounced back last week. And granted, they didn't win. You know, they lost the squeaker to Miami. But they got bulldozed by Buffalo and then had to get back up off the mat and go to South Beach, which is never an easy trip. And, you know, they're a player two away from winning that game. Like, they weren't bad in that game by any stretch. So now they come home in the Dome, where clearly they're a lot better. They're averaging over four touchdowns a game at home. And Detroit secondary blows. Like, you look at all the metrics, all the advanced analytics, they are extremely bad at stopping the deep ball, and they are bad at the In other words, they can't tackle receivers. So this is going to be a game where CeeDee Lamb probably is going to eat, where Brandon Cooks is probably going to eat. And, I, you know, I've been talking about Dan Campbell all year. I, I still don't think he's a good coach. Not that Mike McCarthy's a offensive member or anything like that, but I, I think this is a perfect buy-low spot on Dallas. They're still playing for a potential two-seed. I like Detroit to go down in this spot, lose by 10 or more. Great spot for Dallas, and uh, anything under seven, I, I actually am a fan of. All right, so Sammy laying it with the Dallas Cowboys coming up tomorrow night, Saturday night, against the Detroit Lions. Sammy, let's go to Sunday here uh, in an AFC Championship game uh, rematch that we've seen a couple times over the last couple uh, postseasons. Uh, I don't think we'll see it in the AFC Championship game this year, but we get it this year in Week 17 at Arrowhead as Kansas City hosts Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar Chase listed as questionable. Feels like it's like 50-50 that Chase plays in this game. Kansas City currently laying six and a half at BetMGM. Total of 44. Bets here, please, for Kansas City and Cincinnati. Jamar Chase better play with all the smoke he's been talking the last couple of days. If he doesn't play, I'm going to be very disappointed in that guy. Um, Look, I know it's tough to get on the Kansas City thing. And uh, full disclosure, I don't think I've bet the Chiefs. I was looking this up earlier. I bet them in week three or four when they played the Bears. I haven't bet on or against Kansas City since. Because it's, it's tough to bet against, but it's really it's even tougher to bet on because you're always paying that tax. You pay the KC tax, right? The Mahomes 
and the Reed and the Kelsey tax. But they are so unsexy now because in the last six games, the Chiefs only have one cover. And that pulls the general public off of Kansas City. It also sort of compounds the issue because you can get better numbers if you're willing to plug your nose and play. And look, full disclosure, I laid seven. Because to me, Kansas City's defense against a backup quarterback is a win in my book. But you just you have this this notion where everybody's saying that something's wrong with the Chiefs and they don't have any receivers and Mahomes is a crybaby, and that all might be true. But how often do you get to lay Chiefs minus seven at Arrowhead against a backup quarterback? I'm seeing the ball pretty well. I'm, I'm trying not to buy in any of this noise. I got the earplugs in. Like I made the game nine and a half. So, look, if Joe Burrow's in, I'm probably not betting this game. But it's not Joe Burrow. It's Jake Browning in Arrowhead where he's not going to be able to hear himself think. Good buy low for me on the Chiefs. And and now, look, some of you can lay six and a half. I I love six and a half, but I laid seven. Yeah, board kind of like halfway between the two numbers right now, to Sam's point. Um, some of the game, some of the books have come off seven, some haven't. Totals basically stayed the same, 44. It is like, we'll do the sim later in the show, like projected playoff magic. Kansas City and their point spreads in playoff games, like using this market as a barometer too. Like they're, those those conversations are going to get really interesting. Like, are they a dog to like half the field or something like that? It's going to be like a really interesting conversation. Maybe not at home. Uh, Sam, I know you had a, one other NFL game you wanted to talk about. And again, kind of like, with the, the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, like kind of between two numbers with one of them a key number, Atlanta at Chicago, uh, where we were just talking about the Bears-Chiefs game way earlier in the season. Things have kind of turned around a little bit for the Bears since then. They're laying two and a half in most places at home against the Falcons. All the two and a halves are juiced toward them. So kind of between two and a half and three, a couple three still left on the board here. Falcons and Bears, what do you like? First bet I made this week on Monday morning, Falcons plus three. Um, I did bet a little Atlanta last week as we talked about on the show. And, you know, I I get it. They're a maddening team, extremely frustrating. Arthur Smith is a a moron at times, if not most times. But to me, guys, the Falcons are a better football team. They they just are. I mean, the the Bears have a nice future ahead of them because the Bears are going to pick maybe first and seventh overall. Uh, They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. But the, the Montez Sweat edition has been awesome. Their defense has been a lot better. But it's still the Bears and that offense laying points. And I, you know, I don't care about the Falcons dome team outside because the Falcons run the ball. Um, but really, my biggest matchup in this game is the Falcons run defense against the Bears run offense. The Falcons are very, very good against the run on D. I mean, ask Indianapolis, who found out the hard way last week. Indianapolis couldn't run the ball. And the Bears are going to struggle to run the ball, too. So to me, like, I, I think this game should be a pick 'em. Bears one, Bears two. Obviously, I'd rather you take three than two and a half. But I'll tell you what, I think this number is going to keep coming down. By the time we get to Sunday, I think we might see Bears one and a half, too. So do I love two and a half as much as I love three? Absolutely not, because that's a very important half point. But I think the Falcons are are a better team and the Falcons have more to play for. Dude, I've been following Bears games for 30 years. This is a game they lose seven times out of ten. Fan base gets excited. Well, they... They have an outside shot, and then they lose because that's what the Bears do because they're a loser franchise. You better you bet with Nick. Except for 88. To be fair, 85 was pretty Great good. glass half full. You better you better here with Nick and Ken on a phenomenal football Friday. Uh, Sam Paniatovich is our guest from Ness and Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast on Twitter at SB Shoot, giving us football bets for the weekend. Sammy, let's turn our attention to college, and we'll go to Monday in a moment here. We got some bowl games, though, coming up tomorrow on Saturday. What about the Music City Bowl here with Maryland and Auburn? What do you have for us in that game? 
I've been a big Mike Loxley fan for a long time, going back to his days when he was working with the offense at Illinois under Ron Zook. And he always found a way to scheme up good plays and call good drives and, and put points on the board. And I know that baby two is not playing tongue of I low. I know he's out, but there's something to be said about these over moves. I mean, we've seen it countless times in the last couple of years. We saw it twice this year already. You know, uh, UTSA goes from 11 to 7, and, and they win by 18. Uh, Kansas goes from 12 to 8. Kansas covers all the numbers. In, in no world, to me, is the drop-off from Tonga Bailoa to the backup Billy Edwards or the, or the kid, the, the other kid who's kind of like the hybrid quarterback, that drop-off is not five points. So when Auburn went from 2 to 7, I, I grabbed 7. Obviously, 7s are gone. Um, but you can get a 6.5, and... A half and you know, I, I hate to come on your show on a Friday and say, well, I bet seven and I bet three, but th- this is why you have to bet, you know, during the week. You, you can't be making your bets just on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All that said, Maryland is still going to move the ball here, and there, there is no way I'm laying six and a half with Auburn. It's just, it ain't happening, not in this lifetime, not in this season. They're, they're not that good to be laying almost a touchdown. And for people who want to bet that game, just a reminder, that's 2 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow on Saturday. There's four bowl games tomorrow. There's <laughs> yeah, then nothing nothing on New Year's Eve. And then and then New Year's Day, there's a lot of stuff, Sam. Uh, a lot. There's, it's, I mean, I guess we could talk about some of the other fringe games. But why don't we just do the college football playoff semifinals? I think you have a strong opinion on Alabama-Michigan. This, is, this market has been kind of a topic of discussion um, because I think people see – like all of the money that's come in from like the casual betters who are betting Alabama. And it's like, well, why isn't the the spread moved or whatever? And like, you know, just maybe you can provide some clarity on that too. And why that happens. Michigan one and a half, two point favorite uh, in the Rose bowl against Alabama total has been bet down even more 44 and a half, the consensus price. Uh, what do you like in this game side and total the first college football playoff semifinal? Let me start with a tweet from Ben Fox who just tweeted. He talked to one of the odds makers at Caesars about this game and the quote is, we tested the waters with a pick because we'd taken a lot of Bama money, but then we took a big bet, $80,000 on Michigan pick, and we're back to Michigan one and a half. And here's the caveat. Three of every four tickets are on Bama money line or spread. Now, look, I, I'm sort of contrarian. It's in my blood. It is what it is. I used to book bets for a long time, so I, I know how this stuff works. But I, I just I don't think this Alabama team, I think people need to understand this is not a traditional Alabama offense. Like, yes, Milrow has gotten better since September when he got benched. But if you look in the, in the backfield and out at wide receiver, like, they don't have any surefire NFL guys. Burton is good. Burton might be one. But it's not the Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Alabama offense. So they're going to really struggle to move the ball. And I, this lazy narrative that, Michigan can't stop mobile quarterbacks. Like, I don't know where that came from. Michigan just, like, is still – somehow to me, Michigan is underrated at 13-0. and 0. Like, they still don't get the respect they deserve. They have six guys, I think, are going to be NFL starters on defense. So you have that defense against Alabama's offense. It's going to be a crawl. And there's also a reason this total is like 44, and the other semi-game is, you know, 63, 63 and a half. I think Michigan has the best defense it's had under Harbaugh. All around, best quarterback Jimmy's ever had at Michigan. And I, I do not think this is your older brother's Alabama team. I just, I'm willing to find out. I'm nervous, of course, because Saban's a monster with time to prepare. But I, I, like, I was talking with Jeff Sherman. He's like, I made the game three. And that's a Vegas bookmaker at the Superbook. So 
I was able to lay one, one and a half, you know, yeah, that's fine. You can lay one and a half. You can lay 125 money line, whatever. Um, I like Michigan. It, it makes me nervous, but I, but I do. I'm invested. Sam, you got like 15 seconds here. Even if you don't have a bet, just a thought on the Texas-Washington game. 15 seconds. Uh, offense, 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 offense. NFL receivers, points, points, points. How's that? How did I do? Well, that was like four seconds. You want to give us like another yeah. five? <laughs> you got four defense, NFL receivers defense, defense. in this game, and you have two offensive coaches and DeBoer and Sark with time to prepare. I think we're going to get points. I'm probably going to bet first half over, 31 and a half. So, but do you like the over for the game? I'm playing. Yeah, I do. I of course I do, yes. but I, I'd rather <laughs> 31 and a half is a lot more fun for me than 63. Sure. All right, Sammy. Great, Sammy. Great job. Love having you on the show. Appreciate the time as always. Check out Sammy Nesson, Fox Sports, and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at SP Shoot. My friend, wishing you a happy new year. We look forward to catching up with you in 2024. Good luck with all the bets, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Back to the bar. Peace. Our pal Sam Baviano has been joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Sam's one of these guys, man, like, I don't have that type of motor to be able, like, to do what he does. Like, I can't do that. Like, be at the bar early in the day and make yeah. it tonight. That's a skill he can And I'm complimenting him. Like, I can't do that. I don't have that skill. Friday the 29th, just kicking back, having a couple shots, and apparently taking the Panthers at very large. <laughs> we'll see. Tell you what, that beats the hell out of doing a four-hour show. On the other side, Colin Wilson joins us. College football bets for the weekend. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.